Yeah. Right before we go on the air, J- Jerry Dubois playing chess on his phone. That's terrible. I would need to put out there that we're going to take callers. So. I, I put that on the best soccer show. For, oh, you did? Yeah, okay. I did that. So I said 9 o'clock. All right, you ready? Let's do it. Well, let's do this. Let's do this. You sure you're ready for this? I'll do my best. Your best. Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and f*** the prom queen. Welcome to the best soccer show. The best soccer show in the whole world. Here we go, best soccer show, backheel.com, Jason Davis and Jared Dubois live in your eardrums. Actually, no, I always do that. We are not live in your eardrums. We are on tape delay in your eardrums. It's Trevor's fault. I say we say, I, since he's not here, I say we talk all sorts of like untrue things about him. Where okay. He defend himself. Did you know that Trevor Hayward uh, is the, uh, no, I was going to, uh, did you know that the, the movie 40 year old version was based on his life? <laughs> did you know that Trevor Hayward once streaked Boston common for 20 bucks? No, I don't know. I'm All right. So we are, uh, we are not live. As I mentioned, this is a podcast version. Uh, if you are a live listener normally on, on a Monday night, we apologize for that. It could not be helped. Trevor Hayward's brother's car broke down. That's what we've been told anyway. Like, That's what we've been told. Like, it, Don't you think, not that you and I would ever do this. You should have AAA? Well, certainly. You should have some sort of roadside assistance in the modern world. I don't know why you wouldn't. There's an app for that, Jared. I'm sure there is. But you also, like, it wouldn't, doesn't that sound like the kind of excuse you come up with with, like, like, if Trevor was the kind of guy to get that text or that phone call, if you know what I mean? I've used a similar thing than that for something, I'm sure, in my life. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, Can't make it to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, you know, if, uh, if, if a, certain, a certain special someone maybe says, come on over, and mm. you've got an obligation, wouldn't that oh. be an excuse you come up with? My brother's car broke I, down? I honestly, I think back on this now, and I can't believe this is the person I was. I had a girlfriend in San Diego, and she would totally give me that call. That the the call we've all gotten at, at ten o'clock at night. Oh right? yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and she literally lived fifteen minutes away from her, from me, and I'd be like, "Oh, oh got a mean oh, game of SOCOM going on oh, right now." No, 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 it, no. I wouldn't say that. I'd be like, "Ah, Jay Rodius." Got class in the morning. Got to go to sleep. But I'm really playing SOCOM till like two in the morning. Okay, look, this I'm not going to question your manlyhood here. Okay, you know what? We all have those moments. Let's be honest about being who we are as individual people. You mm-hmm. sometimes you're just tired. I mean, sometimes really. No, I just also like I, I was. Uh, God, okay, this is gonna okay, be bad. you're going to make yourself sound bad here because it's going to be about you didn't want to deal with all the things that surrounded the activity. No, it's it's not that. It's not that. It's the fact that. When I join a team, I take it seriously. Uh, oh, uh, and I was playing for a clan back then. God, you know, like this man, is there's this no good is, way out of this for me. Where's like the, where's like a drop to cue a a, a cue of nerdiness? Damn, I mean, dog, that's in a pro. I mean, I was. Gonna, it should be the <laughs> yeah. You nerds. know, you know what I was. Oh God, yeah. You know, what I was gonna. Uh, uh, we're gonna get into soccer here. I promise. Momentarily, I had a war like at ten o'clock. She's calling okay. me at nine fifty five, and this, then I got but, the team. I'm gonna let down. But this brings up something. I thought I had it because we're we're obviously doing the soccer show here, and later on we're gonna do the bus bus bonus show. And we've got something lined up for the best bonus show. I think is gonna be fun. But earlier today, my thought was 
maybe we do a show where we discuss the nerdiest things we've ever done or the nerdiest <sighs> aspects of our lives. The list is long. Okay, it, it might be a long list. I, I thought, well, that's maybe that's a little played out, a little trite these days. But now I'm thinking we may have to delve into passing up on a visit to your girl back in the day. Because you were in a clan playing whatever it was. I don't even know. Yeah, I had a war. I, mean, I had to go to Man. war. I mean, men for generations have had to make that, that decision. <laughs> you did not just. You did not. Zage is out! did not just make that comparison. All right. Uh, let's dive uh, into the soccer here. We, um, as I said, we're not live. Maybe we'll get a phone call or two tonight. We'll, we'll see how that goes. The phone number is out there. On the Twitters, and you, Jared loves Jared loves when people call when they can't hear the show. I think it's just I think it like it just tickles you. No, I, I'd like those people call in general. I mean, it, it, first of all, less less stress on me. I don't have to talk as much. I think the show is better the less I talk. So I mean, call in, folks. Yes, call in, yes. say something because it, yeah. if if for no other reason than you're not a fan of me, yeah, and it keeps me off the air. All right. Oh, and one more thing because we t- you you mentioned this. You uh, you had a strong wreck for this particular program. And I oh, had yes. been, uh, I had been denied, I had been slacking on it a bit. I found some time. I carved out some time to watch Mister Robot. I'm not, I'm not through the whole season. I'm only five in, I think. Oh, but, five in. Oh, you got two but, more, and your your game's going to change. Oh, I, I've heard some because today I made the mistake. Well, it wasn't a mistake. There were no spoilers, but they definitely teased some stuff. I listened to a Nerdist podcast episode with Christian Slater and and uh, oh, I listened uh, Rami, Rami Malik. Yeah, Rami I listened Malik. to that one too. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, but that okay. was recorded at about the time where that episode that you're on right now had aired. They hadn't yes. gotten too far along. Yeah, I have to make a decision tonight after the best soccer show how late I'm going to stay up and how many episodes I'm going to commit to. I think it might be a one episode night. If you know. get to episode eight, That's you're going to you're, 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 you're gonna be awake all night. Okay, well, then I can't do that. I'm already a, a night owl. I already get little enough sleep as it is. Let's do soccer here. Let's go straight into a bunch of stuff uh, in the world, uh, in the American soccer sphere. The first is the U.S. men's national team beating Peru 2-1 on Friday night, Jared. I was at that game, and mm-hmm. I've said this several places today. That means my analysis is probably going to be super incomplete because I was... Three rows up from field level. I mean, I was essentially on field level with a bunch of Peruvian people who wanted to stand up the whole match while people behind me wanted me to sit down. I know you are going to that game. Well, it kind of came to get... Actually, you know what? This is... And, you know, let's a little round of applause. The girlfriend suggested it. The girlfriend... Oh, watch out there. She bought the whoa, tickets. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Had not referred to her as the girlfriend before now. No, no, we did. I mentioned that. I, I had a, We even had a show a couple weeks back where I said, it's odd as a 35-year-old man to say something like, I have a girlfriend. I did say that. I it's on the record. I thought, on I thought you had the conversation. It was more like having the conversation about what she is. No, no, no. I was saying I called her okay. that, and then you asked me if you guys if we'd had that conversation. I said we really hadn't needed to, but now it's sort okay. of just it sort of just happened. It sort of can just I call, call her. Can I call her the Puerto Chica? <laughs> I don't know if she'd like that. Uh, the, the, so, the was, so then, do you need to go to the the, the rumored USA versus Puerto Rico game at Red Bull Stadium coming up soon? That's Costa Rica, dude. Oh, it was Costa Rica? You're right. Wow. I'm sorry, sorry, not Puerto Rico. I got my Ricos mixed up. Yeah, you did. In Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico gets games against Spain where they lose five nothing because they're money makers, but they don't really. Their national team program is, you know, Josh Saunders is a is a former Puerto Rican international, so that tells you where they are. Hey, if Josh Saunders could be—he's probably better than William Yarbrough. Oh, that might be—that might be true. Yeah, William Yarbrough did not play against Peru. That game was Brad Cousins. We'll come to his performance. I, I guess again, I'm, I'm relying on you for the 
the big picture stuff, uh, if you happen to watch much of that game, as I said, I was sort of on field level. It was difficult. I was at one end of the field, so I, anything happening on the other end was a bunch of blood, bodies going in front of my eyes like this. The one, well, all the goals are scored on the same end, so were you yes, at the right end? I was at the correct end for that, yes. Although, and this might be, uh, this might be to my discredit, I was at the concession stand when Peru scored their goal. That's 20 minutes into the half. I was told that water was required for something, so I needed to go and buy water, and then I had water to... Water was required for something. Like, oh, like some... Like she said, I need water. Please go get me water. No, she should go get the... Uh. Okay, I realized that, and she didn't care about the game. This is like that scene in, in White Men Can't Jump. <laughs> when I'm thirsty, <laughs> I'm not telling you I want you to get me water. I want you to, to talk about how you feel how I have No, thirst. no, no. She legitimately had a like she had a pill she needed to take. Like it was a thing that she had to do right then. And she, I'm being a good boyfriend and at a soccer match. Okay? Look where it got you. And if it was, look, if this wasn't a friendly, I probably would have said, hold on until halftime and then dealt with the lines. Yeah, but your I, medical but I, things can wait. I, <laughs> I did, I did go and get that. So I missed the proof. I saw it on television. I saw it on the, the, you know, on the screen above the, the, the so what do you, uh, so first of all, I, I want you to take on that goal, but uh, before that, it seemed like that was a Peruvian house. Was that a Peruvian it, house it on was, the night? I mean, it was hard for me to tell from where I was sitting, but I, it was at least a half Peruvian house. It was at least half. And I was kind of surprised. I mean, who knew the Peruvians were going to rep like that? Uh, I guess I was sleeping a little bit on the Peruvian community, Jared. And that's my fault. I, I said, apologies, Peruvians. I did not know. They were out. Yeah, but, but DC always has been like big El Salvadoran, Bolivian, oh, yeah, no, Guatemala. No. Everybody's those countries you know have to have that thing. But I don't, Peru, Peru, Peru doesn't come play there that often. So I guess, yeah, maybe we didn't know that. But hey, yeah, it's, it, either way, it was a great atmosphere um, on the TV. And I would say that there was times where the U.S. definitely sounded like they were the majority as well. But the Peruvian kinda, contingent was loud and boisterous. I kind of sure. thought, and I'm not calling my people out. I'm actually wearing a T-shirt right now. But I kind of thought that, that AO was a little low-key. I kind of felt like they maybe could have picked it up a bit, but it's a friendly. It's hard to get ramped up. And, you know, the Peruvians never see their team come to the U.S. So for them, it was a big deal. In fact, at, at one point, the girlfriend looks up at the, the, you know, there were only a, a certain number of sections open at the top level of RFK. And this total attendance was 28 and change. Uh-huh. But there were some people on the top t- top level, uh, Peruvians, you know, doing the drums and going crazy and dancing the whole time. She's like, I want to be up there. I want to go hang out with those people. That's where the fun is. I was like, okay, you know, do whatever you need to do, because she wasn't really rooting for the United States. She's not really that. Yeah. yeah, once she had dropped her Molly, I mean, she was ready for a good time. <laughs> that's that's really damn dog. That's really, inappropriate. Really inappropriate. Really. And, the goal. Oh. Let's start with the Peruvian goal, and we'll go through some other things here. Close them down. Close them down. Close them down. I don't understand why he didn't get closed down. That there's there's five uh, yards. Yeah, the Omar Gonzalez failed. He did. I mean, that, he, that's it. He failed. He retreated, and then he and he then he had the deflection that went over Braguzan's head. No, you can't fault him for the deflection. That no, you can't. Happen, but you can't. You, you can fault can, him for the decision making that yes, led to the deflection. Yes, you can fault him for being in a position to have the deflection rather than stepping out on a shooter twenty yards twenty yards from goal. We're not talking 30, 35 yards. This is yeah, he, he and there was the there was a guy off to the left. I'll give him that, but. The threat is in front of you. Neutralize the front in front of you. Force the guy to a worse angle off to the left. If he, if he can make that pass to the left, more, he's more welcome to it. Brad Guzan would prefer to have that 45-degree angle than the straight-on angle at the 18-yard uh, yard. Definitely a big fa- fail there for Omar Gonzalez. Yeah, and I will say that the overall performance in the first half was pretty lacking, right? I mean, 
the Peru looked like the more dangerous team. The U.S. had some trouble creating any chances. I don't know that Brad Guzon had to do a lot, but it certainly Peru had the run of the game for a while. Yeah, I think Peru, I, the first 10 minutes, I think Peru was actually pretty horrible, to be honest with you. I think okay. you guys are good for the first few minutes. And then after that, they got a bit of their, uh, they, they got the rhythm about them. They got the goal, and that gave them confidence. And as you know, that can be one of the worst things you can give a, a, a team, uh, is that first goal and that confidence that comes along with it. That being said, Jossie's artist had a good night all night long. Yes. I loved having Jermaine Jones back in this team. I kind of missed him, and I missed him at that position. He's the bite. He's definitely the bite. In that team, why are you st- why are you stealing my my tweets? Oh, is that what you said? Yeah, that's my okay. tweet right there. I was like, there's no there's nobody that has bite in this team of Jermaine Jones's name. You know, I think that there is some bite to Danny Williams's game. I think there's, he ain't playing. He played in that match. He showed up in the second half for half an hour or whatever. Played it, it for a few. How many minutes has he had in the last year? No, I'll I know. That. He has know. a bit of bite, but not the way Jermaine Jones does. No, no, of course not. No, and Jermaine Jones got most of that match. In fact, Danny Williams came in the 70 seconds. So Danny got less than 20 minutes to make his mark. He didn't do much. I mean, there's been a history of these guys. Like Pablo Masrani, he had some bite. Carlos Armas back in the day, he had some bite. There are some guys that have in the U.S. team that have had that in the past. You look at the 94 to 98 class, somewhere in all those guys in that, everyone on the field was going to play dirty if it took it. I mean, Ronaldo's playing with bite from the front. Lalas and Balboa are playing with bite from the back. Agus would hack his mother for a ball. There's, <laughs> there's just a lot of those types of guys in you, our history. You think we're soft now? And not, I think we're soft, You think dude. we're soft? All right, and well, I, think, look. And I think the USA-Mexico rivalry shows as well. I think Mexico's probably angry, too, because I think they think their guys are soft as well. Yeah, maybe. Um, certainly, Jermaine Jones adds by, and the last time we get the Brazil game coming up tomorrow night, the last time the United States played Brazil, you remember what happened with Jermaine Jones and Neymar? Jermaine Jones sent a message against Neymar along the sidelines last time they played. The U.S. lost that game, of course. Robert from L.A. is on the line, Jared. What's up, Robert? Hey, guys. I'm Wong. It's going well, man. We're talking national team. What's on your mind? There's no LA game, yeah. so he has to be talking about something else. No, yeah, <laughs> I'm talk- I want to talk about the the US team, and uh, especially I don't know if you guys talked about the the goalkeeper situation and Clemson saying that Brad Guzon's uh, going to be the star for the next couple of games. So he's kind of saying it, or saying it like it's kind of different from what he's been saying through the whole, the whole last year, saying it's an open competition. So by I don't know if you're going to apply Clemson's logic here. He's saying that Brad Guzon's better than Tim Howard. Like, if you look at the past year... Yo, I think Ramondo, you missed up on two different things there, Robert. No, Robert, I think... Go ahead, Jared. I think, I think you've misstepped on two different things there. One, just because he's named Guzon the better, the number one keeper doesn't mean he thinks he's the better keeper. And two, um, I think that you're misstepping a little bit when you say that... Uh, Okay, it's it's his job because he's earned that job. Okay, it's his job because he's been the guy that's there. It's like saying like the step like your original dad comes back in your life, but the stepdad has been doing all the work for the last ten years. You're not going to ditch your stepdad because your dad it doesn't change. In fact, that's your dad, and you wish he'd be there for you. But the other guy's <laughs> done work. The other guy's done work, and he's got the job now. Yeah, but that's that's a bad analogy because no, real great analogy, real dad. He's always winning out, even if he's a jerk. Real, and Tim real. Howard, in your heart, is winning right now, right? That's, Tim Howard, okay. no matter what he does, is winning in your heart. Okay, but he hasn't so, been there so for wait, you. So you are, are you putting Jurgen Klinsmann on mom, who knows that stepdad's the better guy, but yeah, real dad think, still has the kid's heart? Is that what you're saying? So Jurgen yeah, Klinsmann I, I, is mom. I think, I think he's, a, he's a deadbeat mom. He's, <laughs> well, maybe he's just the... See, okay, you could either look at it that way, or you could look at it like Jurgen Klinsmann's the, the thoughtful mom. Because, look, if... Dad left. He left. He chose to leave, right? 
Tim yeah. Howard, as dad, chose this is a stepped word, out for ice. So amazing analogy. He chose to leave. Then stepdad comes in, and as you said, doing work. He puts it in. He's there. He's not going yeah. anywhere. He didn't choose to leave. He said, I'm committed. I'm I'm doing this. Yep. Then when real dad shows back up, mom's like, Well, look, you left. You're out. This is not I'm sorry. You don't get to just waltz I'm in. I'm gonna here. let you see him, but I'm not gonna let you into his life that easily. That's what it is. I, I'm with you on that. I think look, I think this is a practical decision on Clinton's part because he doesn't want a controversy and because Guzan's been there, he thinks it's the fairest way to go. I, I want Trevor just to name this episode Daddy Issues. <laughs> Robert, I mean, no one's no one's saying that Brad Guzan's a better goalkeeper. I don't think he's a better goalkeeper. Not not right now. I like there's a lot of saying he's a better goalkeeper. I don't okay. know if you saw the pregame, but okay. they had like a whole debate over it. Okay. And like, I don't know if he's just stirring the pot, Alexi Lars yeah, and uh, you know Ronaldo, but you know, you know that's what Alexi does. He likes to stir. And and if he if he believes that if he believes that, fine. You you this is it, it is it's a luxury, right? It's a luxury. Yeah. Brad Guzan is good enough. There's no and doubt. Brad about Friedel that. had the best take on this, and just trust me, he deserves the best take on this because he's been in the best other uh, only other and best other uh, keeper scenario like this in our past, which is Friedel versus Keller. And he said, "Listen, it's just two great keepers. There's no downside here. I mean, there's and and we may want to make it out to be a rivalry, but in the end, they may just see each other as colleagues. They both want the job, but they're not going to knife the guy for it. We don't know what it's like behind the scenes for them. But I think the U.S. is in a no lose scenario." When it comes to Brad Guzan, he got beat on a terribly deflected goal. And then outside of that, he made a couple big stops as well. So I'm, I, I don't feel that we're losing anything and having Brad Guzan in there. And I do I think Tim Howard's probably the better keeper. Yeah, I do slightly. But I also respect Klinsman's decision to say, hey, this is the guy that's been put in work. This is the guy that's been there for us. And we're going to give him some run. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that. I, I think that's probably the right way to look at it, Robert. Granted, we lose against Mexico. Right. I'm gonna say out, out with Klinsman. Yeah, well, look, and I said uh, this that is what was I. Analogy. Uh, Robert, I said this on the show on, on Soccer Morning. I can't remember if it was the web show or on on satellite radio. But what I said was, at least Brad Guzan didn't do anything in that Peru game. Still, it was so egregious. We now had the controversy bubbling up a month ahead of the the, uh, the Mexico game. And I really hope I got to run, Robert. Thanks for the call. I really hope it doesn't. Nothing happens like that against Brazil either. I hope that Guzan plays well enough, even if he gives up goals. It's because they're good goals because he can't do anything about it. Because otherwise, yeah. we will have a month of people going, "Oh my god, oh my god, Tim Howard needs to play. Tim Howard needs to play. Guzan's not good enough." And I don't. That's bad for this team right now, Jared. That's bad for this team. Yeah, it's not a good look. Three hundred one. You're on the air. Hey, it's Amir from Maryland. Amir, what's going on, man? Another guy. Hey, look, another guy what? with a, another guy with a team who didn't play this weekend, Jared. So what's Amir going to talk about? Hopefully, he was uh, there I, in RFK. Were you at RFK, Amir? I was unfortunately not at RFK. Oh, why do you hate America? I know. Oh. <laughs> well, what's on your mind? Well, I was I was wondering if you guys were uh, going to talk about U.S. national team. I don't know if I could uh, change the conversation. That's what we're talking about. So you're good. Go yep. ahead. All right. My question is: Do you trust Josie in the playoff game? Ooh, that's good because because I, I don't. Okay, personally. so he scored twice. The first one. Not a great penalty. Good save. Missed the penalty put and it rebounded back. off him, basically. Put okay. it back. I mean, look, that's heady play to put it back. Then he's in the right place at the right the time. The heavier pay would have been to put it away. No, sure, sure. Um, the He's in the right place at the right time when uh, Yedlin made a bad pass, in my mind, trying to set up Josie. It's, uh, he, he, it was the right pass. He just didn't give it enough push. He didn't push it. Yeah, he didn't hit it hard enough. And then Josie's artist makes a, a great play to put the ball back across. 
So, look, he put the ball in the net twice. His confidence has got to be building. He scored a couple times for Toronto recently, even though he's coming off the bench for them. Do you tr- Answer Amir's question. Do you trust him? No, but I trust him more than any other striker the U.S. has. Okay, I think that's probably fair, and that's probably where I'm at as well, because you look at this group. Bobby Wood didn't play all that well. You know he's a talented kid. He's yeah. not there yet. Ran, ran a lot. He's like Andrew, Andrew Hunter Bedoya at striker. I think it's interesting that Johansson didn't start in that game. I don't know what it means, but Klinsman, I don't think Klinsman is sold well, on Aaron Johansson. It means that our eyes haven't deceived us. Has Aaron Johansson and Josie ever looked right together? Uh, how many times have they played together? Two, three, four? Oh, I mean, it's, the it's, times uh, I've seen it, I haven't. I think the best times Aaron Johansson has looked, the times Aaron Johansson has looked most comfortable in the U.S. offense is in a 4-4-2 with Dempsey next to him. Okay, and look, no, obviously no Dempsey for that game, no Dempsey against Brazil tomorrow night. So Josie's going to get the run again. I, I I don't know that I trust him, Amir, but he's got to play because there's nobody else. You know, I see him as, what I'm thinking is we we can start him, Mexico, playing like first half. And if he's not good, what I'm thinking is put Zardes up top and he'll be, he'll be fantastic in late in the game, mm-hmm. have the striker position. Look, the, there's, more, there's more to Josie's game than scoring goals, but that's what we pay attention to. So you want him to score, and, and I know that he's got this reputation as a grass killer, Jared. I, I don't know that I buy it, and I still think he's a better... He he had a heel flick in that game that nearly set up a, a break for the U.S. that probably deserved better. He's got skills. I mean, the man's oh, the got skills. the guy had skills. a heel flick. What big deal? No, no here's I'm just my saying, issue with this, is that Josie Altidore... Reading the game. He, he's, the best, he's the best striker we have reading the game. Who, who oh, okay, but here's my issue with Josie, and you're right. He is probably the best striker in that regard, but... Pure strike because Dempsey's more of a the, the way we've convinced ourselves that Josie Altidore has to have a place in this team has put two guys, it's forcing two other guys out of right positions or out of the team. Aaron O'Hansen is not being put in this team because he can't play with Josie Altidore. Josie Zardes isn't playing striker because he and Josie can't seem to work it out either. So the, our need to include Josie is pushing two other guys out. And that's my issue. How do you, okay, but you you put in Aaron Johansson, you put in Giassi's artist. You've got two guys running the channels now, right? That's what you've got. So where's the point man? I mean, do you need a point man? That's the question. Do you need Josie's Josie point man? Well, he's more of a focus and a point man. I mean, a point man as a. Po- I would put it as Giassi Zardes, maybe even a better point man than than Josie Altidore. When I watch Giassi play, that's what he plays. He knocks down balls back yeah. to Robbie Keane. Okay. I mean, he does it for the LA Galaxy. He's gonna. That's but, true. But that's but true. his that's best the same and his best asset. Is his is his speed and his ability to beat players one v one? And I'm gonna give one other thing: his ability to mature, he, the way he's matured so quickly, in uh, at least four times in this game, you saw him hit just low hard balls. He, he's making better decisions. The, the, it, and and I, I've said on this show that my question about Jossie's artist was about decision making, and he is improving rapidly in that front. Amir, last word because I gotta let you go. Um, what what I want to think is. What if Bob Bradley was still the coach of this team? Because I would think he would just be going all out pace, right? Well, that's Klinsman's done that. Zardes, uh, Isn't that what he's uh, doing Yedlin right now? Right, with Yedlin and then and Zardes. I think that's what he's doing. I think that's what Klinsman's doing now. I don't think you would see. I don't know that the 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 lineup would be too different. He might deploy them in a different way, Amir. Well, I don't know. I mean, I I don't I'll know. I'll tell what, you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. Benny Failhaber being this team, it's probably true. Appreciate the call, yep. Amir. Thanks a lot, man. Cheers. All right, there goes uh, Amir951. You're on the air. What's going on, fellas? This is Giovanni. Hey, Giovanni. What's going on? 
not much, man. Just listening to you guys talk about the game. Now I wanted to put my little, you know, opinion in it. Okay. Uh, um, I heard you guys talking about Jesse's artist, Jesse's artist, and uh, you know he's he's an okay player. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. He's an alright player. He has speed. He and he's growing. He is growing. But you know, he gets. I think he should go to the championship to grow just a little bit more. You know, I don't think the Galaxy really need him all that much anymore because their academy system is that good. But uh, I just think that he could polish his game and his uh, technique a little bit better in the championship and, you know, uh, contribute a lot more for the U.S. national team later in the years. But right now, he, for me, he's still a bench player. I'm sorry. Wait, for the U.S.? Say, he's just a, for the national he's just team? a bench player. Are you, yeah. ser- are you serious? I got to say it, man. Are Who's ahead of him? <laughs> who, are you, who would you rather see on the field? Oh, man, you know you what? Can't. That's the problem. I don't you, see anybody no, 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 on the field. No, Giovanni, no. The fact that you can't bring Giovanni, one up off the top of your dome no. answers the question. No, bad, Giovanni. You're not allowed to <laughs> relegate Jossie's artist to the bench if you don't have somebody to step in. And look. But, he, he, but he, hear he, me out. Hear me out. He's a great impact player. He he brings that speed. He brings, you know, he brings what he has at tired legs. You know what I mean? The second half, bring him in the second half. He's that great player to he, have against one v one. He was, he, was good, he creates tired legs. He was good in that first half, Giovanni. I'm not saying that that means he should have a spot locked down, but I, I'm I'm excited to see what he can do. He's a he's a game changer, and as we talked about, his decision making has improved. I think I, I'm not saying Jesse's artist is becoming the focal point of your attack, but if you have Clint Dempsey on the field, if you can find a way to get your Aaron Johansson on the field, if Josie Outdoors on his game, I want Giovanni's artist in the team too. Why not? Who else? No, I'm not saying don't don't keep him off, don't keep him off the team. I'm just no, saying I'm, you know I'm he'd be about... a lot more effective, you know, coming in the second half. Giovanni, if you came at me and said, "Hey, Jossi Zardes is not a starting left midfielder in this team," you said because Sebastian Legette is a left midfielder that we're not using that could naturally play that position. I'd be like, okay, I can see your point because you would move him out to striker then. But you're saying he's not a starter at either position. No, no, no. At step forward, he's better. You should know. You should know since you're, you know, you're a Galaxy fan. Oh, I know. He's better I'm not sure you know. <laughs> or, or he's better as a forward than he is as a winger. And yeah, bring in Leguette. Leguette's pretty good, man. I know right now it's not the right time. I just feel, you know, maybe we need, we, we should be looking for someone with more technique to hold that position. I, I, that, I'm okay with that. Those, those players are, those are players are, the, the technique players are five years away. Thanks for the call, uh, Giovanni. No, they're not, Jason. Failhaber, Leguette, Finley, those okay. players are you're ready right. now. I, I don't think. Okay, I, I I like Finley. I don't think he's, he's Finley is ready to be as good as as uh, as, as Yedlin? Yedlin is right now All in right. this in All this right. team. Someone seems to think you have talent, but unfortunately, this is Los Angeles. I need more than talent. I need stars. I just want. I just had you know it's an excuse to play uh, our man uh, uh, Galan. Is he you got more people telling me to watch that day Netflix show? I know. And I just don't think it's Club de Cuervos. Okay, Club de Cuervos. Again, first of all, you got to be ready to read. First of all, it sounds like a VIP area in a Mexican cantina. <laughs> you got to be ready to read subtitles because you don't speak Spanish. I'm, I read. Yeah, so you'd have to read. There's a lot of jokes that are very sort of that wacky Mexican style joke, you know, like it's oh, over the, the guy top. Dressed in a bumblebee. It's it's not that far, but like I told you about the one scene. Did I tell you about the one scene that I watched the first episode? Uh, the, the, not sure. the owner of the club, the main character's dad. So the main character is this kind of spoiled brat kid, right, who works for the club that his dad owns. I They're, like that's kind of John Hughes. John Hughes. So so the dad dies, has a heart attack in the steam room, and the kid 
runs to get his phone. Now, he doesn't call emergency services. He pulls up YouTube and starts looking for a CPR teaching video. Then, then because it's YouTube, there's an ad, and he's like, oh, ah, Dios mío, there's an ad, you know. And you know, if you call nine one one, they'll tell you how to do it on the phone. Okay, I you know I don't know I, I don't know <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That was kind of where I was Maybe like the emergency services in Mexico work differently than ours. Really? Like I was kind of like really, really. It's a little. It's a little. I, I it, it, cultural. I'm not saying it's not ba- not, not a good. Don't get wrong. When I want to change my garbage disposal, I look on YouTube for a how to video. <laughs> when it comes to saving a man's life. I don't yeah. think that's the direction I'm going. Yeah, I think that was kind of kind of where I lost it. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a, another chance. I've heard nar- not not a soccer show, but I've heard Narcos is really really good. So I need to check out Narcos. It's don't a, know that movie. It's, it's, it's a Netflix show that's all about uh, Pablo Escobar. Oh yeah. So I think I might check that one out. Huh. All right. So uh, we're talking national team. We'll see if we get any more phone calls on that front. Um, we'll uh, we'll dive in. Uh, Let's talk shortly. about the center back pairings for a moment. Okay, okay, fair enough. Go ahead. Because we have a first half that saw us uh, have John Anthony Brooks and are we still just calling John Brooks now? By the way, I'm not even sure anymore. Yeah, okay, John Brooks. Brooks see? Oh, look! Oh, hey now, look at that. Ah, oh. when viewers get home, it's not a live show. They can't see. No, Jason should show me a picture of him at the game with his lady. With my lady. Um, <laughs> But uh, let's see. So we got John Brooks and Omar Gonzalez first half. And you have Ventura Alvarado and Matt Beasler in the second half. Who won that game for you? Uh, I thought Beasley, again, my perspective. So, and, and at that point, the U.S. was playing defense on the opposite end of the field from me. The only, yeah. the only defender I got any real sense of was Tim Ream. I thought he was really good. I thought he was yeah, really good. Back. Yeah, I mean, I, I just get the feeling that, man, in the vein of Spectre, Cameron, those guys down, he, I mean, he even going back all the way to uh, uh, Tony, um, wow, why am I blanking? The Black Cat. Black Cat. Oh, oh uh, Tony Santa. Tony Santa. Yeah. Maybe one of the original guys that could play five different positions yeah. in the back, uh, yeah. back two uh, lines. Yeah. I think he's just the next generation of that. And but, I think but, Tim Ream, while not fast enough to give you what you get from the, the, the modern fullback on the left-hand side right. makes up for it in smarts. Well, I, he he's looked, so he's, smart. He's an incredible. He's a, he, incredible. He's obviously got very good skill on the ball. He makes 99% of the time he picks a good pass. Occasionally he's good for a really bad one, yeah. but, but he knows how to pick. And, and you know, if we're going to keep the ball on the ground, which I prefer, I don't want Omar lumping things forward. Yeah. If we're going to keep the ball on the ground, I want Tim Ream you know, standing at midfield as you're pressing the attack, looking for those lanes to play into Josie's feet uh, 30 yards on the ground. Like that's, yeah. and that's how you key things with Dempsey and obviously Yed- uh, Yedlin and Jesse Zardes. Let me throw something out there for, for you. What do you think about a Cameron Ream fullback combo? I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that because it's more defensively sound. But as you said, what it you're gives get you, less going forward. what you get going forward is not on the overlap. It's not playing that width. It's playing into the midfield. And yeah. these guys are both really good at, with their feet. And that's a benefit. And I actually think that. If but that allows Fabian Johnson I, into I, the midfield. I, okay, I'm with that too. I'm with that too. Speaking of a guy who would put Jassy's artist on the bench or push yeah. him to forward, push it's, him. It's, push Fab, him. it's yeah. Fabian Johnson. So I'm I'm okay with that. But as I said, and and now you're also talking about okay, do you have anybody who can recover? Who if you're not if you're playing, and I'm not saying that any of and those guys are overly slow, but we're talking about playing quick uh, forwards. Mean, yeah, you're not gonna. We're talking about world class quickness going the other way. I mean, if you're, if you're playing Italy, you're playing England, you're playing uh, the France, you're going to have to match world-class f- uh, speed, and I don't know that any of that. Not to say that Jeff Cameron doesn't do it week in and week out, and Tim Ream, to some, some effect, does as well, 
But man, yeah. it makes me feel a little bit cautious. But mm-hmm. in a back line that has looked so tremendously suspect in communication, ball winning, I kind of almost want to err on the side of caution and make the front half of the field work yeah. harder. Yeah. Now, the the, the question is, okay, uh, Cameron Ream, fullback pairing, again, not overly dynamic in terms of going forward, speed, crossing, but definitely, as we talked about, maybe helping in the possession game, uh, making some entry passes, but you, that leaves your center back pairing of some sort of question. It's Brooks, Alvarado, Gonzalez, and Beasler. I, I thought Beasler was pretty good from what I could Beasler tell. Was very good. Okay. I, I trust Beasler. Now, who do you play Beasler with? You said you and want Beasler Brooks, right? I did say that before, but I like the Beasler Alvarado com- combination. And here's why I said last week on the show about Alvarado, what I like about him is that he steps out. I know. And if you look I at know. that Omar Gonzalez goal, what did Omar do? He step didn't step out. out. I know. And when you put Alvarado Brooks or Gonzalez, you put Alvarado with Brooks or, um, or Gonzalez, I think there's way too many overzealous defenders that are going to make split second decisions and commit to things and not be smart enough about where, what they need to, how they need to pair. Bees are smart enough to play the position, position yeah. side of it. We yeah. said that before we with the center back tandem. We liked was the Beezer Omar, a smasher and a thinker. And yeah. I think that I like the Beezer Alvarado combination a little bit because Alvarado will be aggressive and Beezer's always going to have that back. It's almost like a stopper sweeper scenario. Are you, are you comfortable with, the aerial game if you play Beasler and Alvarado together uh, I, I'm good. Uh, enough are you I willing mean, to you, sacrifice if you, put, like, if you but if you put a Cameron and a Ream in there too yeah, yeah. set pieces yeah. are a lot you don't oh, have to yeah. worry about your oh, yeah. backs doing quite as much work sure, when but I'm not talking about out. I'm not talking about set pieces I, I obviously that's a that's something of a benefit on set pieces to have two bigger big bodies in there coming up from the fullback positions but in in terms of defensive headers that's Omar's bread and butter he wins them yeah. every time up yeah Brooks is improving that part of his game I don't think he's dominant yet that's not Alvarado's game and it's definitely not Beasler's game yeah, I mean, I, I still want to see the Beasler-Brooks combination get a quite, quite a few minutes. I'd like to see that maybe in the upcoming Brazil game. I think that would be a really, really good look for me because I yeah. what I do know is that... Well, Beasler got sent in, home. In, in, in the six, but in the six months that since... Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. In the six months since Beasler's been out, maybe even, what, eight months since yeah. Beasler's been out, yeah. I haven't seen anyone that can organize that center Okay. Well, like I said, you're not going to see it against Brazil, which kind of transitions us into that discussion. I think the, any talk about the midfield is kind of moot because of Michael Bradley's absence. I know Jermaine yeah. Jones came in and made an impact. But don't you want to see the Jermaine Jones-Michael-Bradley combo again? I do. I think, I, you know, obviously it took some tweaking. It took working it out. and I, 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 th- I forgot I missed it until I watched this game. Yeah. I forgot I missed Jermaine Jones until yeah. I saw this game. Okay. Uh, we'll, see. I mean, we'll see what happens against Brazil at Gillette. Uh, but Nomad Beasler, he was sent back to Sporting Kansas City. They have a midweek game. They play on Wednesday night uh, in Portland. So that's obviously a big one for Sporting. Uh, the players called in to replace Beasler, Yarborough, and who else got sent out? Is that it? Just, uh, just those two? I'm off the top of my head. Okay, but we've got Michael Bradley coming in. We've got Sean Johnson coming in. And we've got jo- Jordan Morris coming in. Dempsey not coming in? Not coming in. He is not coming in. He is staying with Seattle. I don't know exactly why that is. Obviously, he had a good day out with the Sounders this weekend as they beat TFC. 
Um, they need him clearly. Uh, he needs. I guess he needs the rest. He's been coming. He just comes off comes off an injury. You'd like to see him at least get something ahead of the Mexico game, right? Well, I, 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 you would, but I guess it comes down to: is it better to have him not travel, get fit at his club team, and have him at his optimum level going yeah. into the Mexico game? Yeah. But I just feel like Klinsman still. There's, there's no. We're going to be going into that Mexico game with one of, if not our best player not getting a chance to get any rhythm with the other players yeah. around him going into that game, and that makes me nervous. That does. Of course of course, it would. Um, Jordan Morris is an interesting case. Again, he seems to be, much like Julian Green was in 2014, Jurgen Klinsmann's pet project. Don't you, don't you get that sense? I mean, I know he's calling him Bobby Wood a bunch this year recently, giving him a chance in some friendlies, but don't you feel, because of the status of Jordan Morris, not yet a professional, playing for Stanford, don't you get the sense that this is Klinsman not sending a message? I don't think he necessarily cares about what we think. And by the way, I don't know if we want to spend any time on Klinsman's comments ahead of that game, Jared. But um, Jordan Which Morris... Which ones in particular? The ones about how uneducated American fans are. Uh, I just I, I hate this, this part because if you can't understand what I'm doing, you're not smart. Yes. I don't understand yes. it. Is what you're doing You know what it is? You know is what it is? What you're doing is uh, 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 not making it to the uh, final of the Gold Cup. I know. I know. It's it, Am it, I, did, did, did I did I not understand that somehow? It, and he blamed it on the ref. Did you I see know. his comment? Uh, he yes, blamed I know. He had the nerve to blame that on the ref. Listen, Panama can blame something on the ref. I know. Jamaica can blame something on the ref. USA needs to look at itself. Yep. Get to the chopper! I equated it to I'm mad at you. Why are you mad at me? If you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, that's like my wife. That's the worst, right? It's the absolute worst. You can't handle that. People, passive-aggressive bullcrap. And Klinsman more aggressive on the aggressive end, especially when he says, but it's still, it's that winking way of doing things, right? It's, uh, you know, it's good to get the comments because it means that people care, but we still got a long way to go with education. But you know, I, I, people. to go back to your comment you made just before that about Jordan Morris being his project for this time around, I think we're not giving, if we're going to hold Klinsman accountable for certain things, I think we need to give him credit for certain things as well. Okay. Fair. Jesse Zardas is his project yeah, this time around. Okay, okay. And because that one's working out, we don't think of it as a project. No, fair enough. You're right. Fair enough. I mean, look, every coach has hits and misses. It's just that Morris's status makes him more unique. Jesse's artist is a pro. He's a fixture in a MLS Cup championship caliber team. Okay, Jordan Morris is a college kid who hasn't yet signed a professional contract. So that makes him unique and different. The talent, I guess, is the ultimate decider of whether or not he should be in this team. But it it says something that Klinsman, again, continually calls up a kid who is playing college soccer. Now, he's, but, you know, again, hits, misses, whatever. Julian Green was a miss. I I actually think... And I won't belabor this point, but I'll just make it here. I actually think Jurgen Klinsmann deserves a lot of blame for the problems of Julian Green's career right now. Now, ultimately, Julian Green has to make decisions that are good for him and good he also for his put career. Him in, he put him on the field in a quarterfinal game, sorry, round of 16 game against Belgium, and the kids scored. What more? What better stage could he have put him on to succeed? Not that stage because he wasn't ready for it, is my point. He wasn't Clearly, he wasn't mentally ready for that because you blew up Julian, blew him up. Blew him up. And then when he got, and he scores that goal, which actually only only created a bigger monster in terms of the kid's ego. Then he goes back to Germany. All he wants to do is start. He might know I'm not going to start for Bayern Munich. I don't even know where he is. But now. he goes to. He's is he playing for Hamburg still or is he play, Bayern Munich? No, no. He's with the U23s in the fourth division of German soccer playing for the Bayern Munich reserve team. 
Because he didn't want to leave Bayern Munich. Because right? he didn't. Because he decided that going back out on loan after the Hamburg disaster was a a, a thing he didn't want to do. Uh, which again, he should take some blame for what happened there. Apparently, not ha- not willing to play with the second team at Hamburg. Not yeah, the he, he not needs the U23s. LLM and see what what a little bit of I would say um, yeah. modesty can do for you. I'm because the that. guy takes a takes a, a loan move to Rangers. And by all accounts, playing very well for them, going to make a better name for himself, put his head down, he's grinding. And that's one thing I like in, in Jossie's artists as well. Very little ego on this kid. You know what's funny? Very little. You know what's funny about that? Is that this was the kid whose first, uh, first appearance on the stage for me was him yeah. saying, my, st- my skills are going to blow you away. That's what he said. Yeah. That kid has not shown up since then. No, and, and you know what? People then, I'll give full credit to Keith Costigan, a guy who knows Jossie from his younger days, certainly from uh, Cal State Bakersfield. Um, he said, "That's you know, this kid is good. Just give him a chance. He's not that guy. And he I, gi- I give credit to Chris Klein, Robbie Klein, Bob Bruce Arena too for checking this kid. Yeah. And say, hey, oh, put yeah. your head down. You're nothing yet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and every sure. season he's gotten better along the way. So yeah. I, 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 I like that. I, you know, Americans, we don't do cocky in soccer very well. We do very well with cocky in other sports. But for some reason, we don't like cocky in our all soccer. Right, top unless three, it's from someone like Clint Dempsey. Top, top, top three cockiest U.S. soccer players of all time. Go. Winalda, Dempsey. Um, if you leave off a certain individual, I'm going to. Freddie do? No. Uh, Not even. Come on, man. Come on. You can do I this. I get the first two right, right? You can do this. Um, I, I don't know if I, the order um, I might quibble with the order, but there's this person has to be on your list. Lalas? No. <laughs> all right, think hair first of all. Okay, I thought I was. Oh, oh. Kobe Jones? No, no. Oh, okay, who? All right. Uh, let me. What's uh, what's a good hint there that won't give this away? Because the whole everybody's screaming at the the podcast machine right now for you. Okay, this is a give, guy. Give, give me a. Give me a. This, give me a, this a, is a, a guy who had. Actual fights with his coach in Germany over playing time. Oh, Clint Mathis. There you go. Oh, uh, yeah, that one snuck by me. Yeah, I don't know why he wouldn't be on your list right away. Yeah, ticking your arm, man. Ticking your your watch on your arm. That's you know why. What? You know why? I'll here. tell you why. Because I don't think of Cliff Mathis as cocky. I think of him as just like backing up skills. <laughs> so wait, so you ha- in order to be called cocky, you don't you have to be lesser than your ego. Is that what you're saying? I will say this, Clint Mathis. In his punditry, the way he holds himself out off the field, doesn't seem cocky one bit. No, I think his I think his post playing career has changed. As opposed him. to someone like Eric Winalda, who was cocky on the field and off, stands out more in my mind. Oh no, Winalda's on the list, hundred percent. I think I think Dempsey is not Dempsey's cockiness is kind of more of a I don't I don't know. It's a different and kind I of thing. I think Mathis shelved it a lot during his later part of his career. Yeah, he did. Of course. He went to RSL, kind of settled in as an old elder yeah. statesman and 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 made and But there was a time, man. There was a time. Yeah, there was a time whether you weren't sure he was going to be on the US national team at the World Cup because he was so He's still in a club. Cocky. Yeah. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it, amazing. Still getting bottle service. Amazing. All right. So let's uh let's dive this in. This is a guy that said he didn't like to drink water. Yeah, right. it tastes good. The the thing that we'll do here on the U.S. national team as we head into the Brazil game uh, tomorrow night um, is just a question of expectations. What you want to see setting the stage again? They won't play again until they face Mexico on October 10th. So, what are you looking for when they hit the field in in, in New England? Um, seeing how they adapt to playing a team that's going to dictate the play. I think USA has always done well going up against teams where they don't have to be the people dictating the play. So I actually think USA is going to perform decent against Brazil. 
Does it mean they're going to win? No. But if you look at uh, Holland, who's having their own problems, and maybe that's a lot of people probably gonna give less credit to USA win now because of the Netherlands struggles recently. Mm-hmm. But Netherlands, Germany, Italy, Germany again a year ago. I mean, the USA plays well when other team when they have to work as a team and execute a game plan of distraction and maybe mucking it up a little bit. Is when we play the uh, the Guatemalas, the El Salvadors, uh, the, uh, the the Trinidad Tobago's, where we t- tend to not know how to enforce our identity on yeah. someone else. So yeah. with Brazil, I think it's pretty easy. I think he's gonna play Jermaine Jones and Michael Bradley in the middle. And I'm honestly, that's one of the things I'm looking for. I want to see how does yeah. that pairing work again. Yeah, but see again, I think Brazil's game is not. While they are ostensibly similar to Mexico in the fact they're going to control more of the ball. Mexico is going to send attackers at you, look for those combinations, look for, look for those little spaces out wide, try to catch you in a moment of hesitation uh, and, and beat you with combination and, and lots, of, lots of quick passing, lots of intricate passing. I'll, I'll tell you one thing I'm, I also want to look at. Who's going to play right back for the majority of the minutes in this game? Because I'm nervous about Michael Rosco Fiscal guarding Guardado. Okay. And I don't know who the better right back option is with Fabian Johnson out, though, to, to really re- distinguish the captain and one of the biggest playmakers that team has. Um, I, yeah, I want to see who gets minutes right back and how they perform because I think that's a big, big problem come October 10th. Okay. Uh, this mo- this game to me is little more than a money grab, and apparently tickets aren't selling that great, so it's not doing that well anyway. That's because Brazil's not not attractive anymore. Well, okay. They're not Brazil right. anymore. Well, they have. They still have Neymar. They still have Neymar. Yeah, who the coaches said probably won't play. Yeah, well, then that's a good. I'm sure U.S. Soccer was really happy when Dunga said that Neymar wasn't going to play because <laughs> there goes Dunga hates, hates attractive soccer. Th- well, there goes your ticket sales right out the window. Don't yeah. you think? Uh, I mean, we'll see. That, that's a that's a rough sell because I think a lot of Americans have struggled to name a second player on that t- roster. Uh um okay uh, David Luiz um uh, trying to th- man I I know that they can roster. say Kaká finally yeah Kaká's on that team I'm sure Luiz is called in right I don't I haven't seen the the Brazil roster to be honest but, with you. I, I, I just want to say though I think that unlike Brazil teams of the past where the Americans named could, could name most of the starting lineup it's just they're most more I think more Americans name starters on Germany than Brazil these days okay fair enough uh, I I guess that's true I mean they still have. They still have a bunch of stars. I mean, I'm not have- saying that it's not talent. I'm just saying that they don't kindle the same thing no, of inside and American you, and, and what's, it's what's, fantasy the way they used to. And what's what's true about them right now is that they've got the head coach that is known for playing a more defensive style, which is what got him fired in the first place. Yeah, but here he is again. I, I don't know. We'll see how this goes. I just want to see him and Jason Christ go up against each other. Just a battle of flat tops. Are you ready for some of these guys? Okay, just very quickly. I'm going to roll through right. this uh, through this roster. David Luiz, you'll know. Fabinho, you should know. He plays for Monaco. Maybe you don't know. It's a little deep. Marcelo from Real Madrid. Yep. Um, Danilo from Real Madrid. Douglas Santos. Uh, Danny Alves. D- uh, D- uh, Douglas Sa- uh, Santos from um, uh, he's plays in, in Brazil. You might not know him. Fernandinho from Manchester United, Douglas Costa from Bayern Munich, just just transferred to Bayern Munich, uh, Roberto Firmino, who just transferred to Liverpool, Coutinho, who plays at Liverpool, yeah. <coughs> excuse me, Willian from Chelsea, yeah. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, but these are the best players in the world the way it used to be when it was Ronaldo, Romario, Bebeto, uh, Ronaldinho. I mean, there was a list of, of, of attractive. It's Neymar plus 10. That's really kind of what okay. it is now. Not to say these guys aren't good players. I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm not saying they're not good players. I'm not even saying that they're not stars. I know. They're I know. just not the guys I'm going to tune in I for. Know. No, no Danny Alves. No Thiago Silva. Uh, see. No Oscar, who a lot of people yeah. would know from the Premier League. Um, no uh, no Luis Adriano. Uh, yeah. No, well, Robinho's kind of passed at this point, but not none of him either. All right. Well, there Somebody you go. Say cost passage, Let's do some MLS, Jared. There are only five games on the schedule. And the first thing we'll do, and, and some of these are notable, and I definitely think we should talk through some of the things that came out of this weekend. But the first thing I'll say, and I put this out on my, web, on my uh, SiriusXM show today, and I'm going to transfer it to the web show tomorrow. I want to start a campaign to just inundate MLS with a hashtag, and the hashtag is take the break. Take the damn break, because I'm annoyed. I know it's only five games, but I'm yeah, but annoyed. Was, but I, I liked having games to watch this weekend during the middle of the... The transfer window, and they were they were they were attractive games too, Jason. I, I I know they were, but do you think it's fair for the people who pay their money to go out and watch these teams when they're not even close to full strength? I know we're we're gonna make a big deal out of FC Dallas playing five homegrown players and winning that game against Columbus, but really that should have been a much different game. There should have been guys on that field who are of a better level. I, so I, Kai, Kai Kamar makes that much of a difference for for Columbus. Absolutely, he does. Hundred percent, he makes a big difference for them. Um, I. I they're not going to make their t- keeper not drop balls and like their back line make mistakes. I mean, there there was things that Kai Kamara would have had nothing to do with. But I, I get where you're coming from. They're a different team with Kai Kamara, but they're still a damn good team. Yeah, but team Columbus him. Columbus had more of the ball, created chances, and couldn't finish to start that game in the first half hour of that game or so before yeah. before FC Dallas made them pay on and the, on missed the a penalty as well and missed a penalty. Yeah, that I mean, you can't do anything about. It. You're going to have Iguain take that not you know every single time. Of course, if he misses it, he misses it. Um, it's just, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It just, it okay, just but we're bearing the lead here. I know you want to make this about international window on the weekend, but Didier Drogba, I know, my friend, I know, I know Didier the, Drogba. I know. Yeah. With the old baby. I mean, the old baby trifecta? second game of his career with the Montreal. There he is. Didier Drogba, that, that three. first goal, Jason, three. that first goal is amazing. Yeah. That's why that's listen, the I'm turn, at the point, I was right? having this conversation yeah. with a friend last night uh, or two nights ago, the night this happened. And I was like, you know, he brought up the, the whole, like how old is he though? Kind of stuff. And it's like, you know what? At this point, I imagine this like a movie. When I buy a ticket to a movie, all I care about I don't care about the cinematography. I don't care about the script. I don't care about how hot the director is. Am I entertained? Yeah. For two hours for my money, am I entertained? And I am effing entertained by this guy. I don't care how old he is. And that game was fantastic to watch. Okay. And look, as you said, that first goal, that turn, who did he abuse for that goal? I don't know, but that that defender didn't even do much wrong. (laughs) No. He was in his pocket. No, he he just made him look stupid because he yeah i, I mean it, it's all there and yeah okay he's not going to hold i i will i will be interested to see what happens in 2016 with didier drogba i don't know how well he's going to handle a full mls season with montreal travels more than almost everybody else in the league it's going to be hell on him they're gonna you know yeah. he'll he'll go into he'll go into an august having played 15 20 games already it's gonna be tough i mean you hope Otherwise, he's injured, which is bad for them. 
but he makes them so much better right now. Right now. I think this is, and I think a lot of people are saying this, so I'm not original here, but lock it up. The East playoff spots are determined. Montreal is going to get sixth, and that's, I that's your I was just going to ask you that. So you got Philly, who's surging right now. No, Believe it or not, those two words don't go together that often. No, they're not surging. They're, they're, Philly is doing well for Philly. For Philly, this no. is a surge. Okay, for, for Philly. It's a relative surge. Okay. They went to, they went to they, sorry, they went to San Jose, and they beat the hottest team in the league at that point. Good for them. Connor Casey doing an old man thing, too. Give, by the way, if you're going to give Drogba credit, I know he scored an extra goal. But give Connor Casey credit for coming as a substitute, scoring twice and, and giving his team a lifeline. But they've played four more games than Montreal. Yep. They played four more games. And you can only expect, I mean, I don't have the schedule in front but of me. But does, it make, does that make it odd, then, that with all the stuff we're talking about and we're seeing all these positive things about Montreal and what they have going for them, why is Frank Lopez out of a job, then? It's a good question. I don't know. Because apparently Joey Saputo's got some notion about how they should play soccer that they're not built to play. And that's why he lost his job. I think that Frank Lopez, first of all, I'm not a fan of Frank Lopez as a head coach in this league. But I will say this. He had a few things working against him. In this game, guess who's back? Justin Mapp's back. Mm -hmm. That makes a difference. The Mm -hmm. guy played without him all season long. Mm -hmm. Didier Drogba's in this lineup. Frank Klobos didn't have that. Mm -hmm. I mean, Frank Klobos did a decent job with not very much on the table. Yeah. And I think now we're going to be looking to say like, oh, Montreal is doing really well. No, no, I, I, I don't. I'm not saying that he got a completely raw deal, but he's on the edge of a raw deal. Okay, fair enough. By the way, they're going to earn this if they make it. And I, again, I'm calling it now. I really believe they're going to get enough points to lock this down. I'm not sure. I, I just don't believe Philadelphia. It's also the East. Philadelphia is putting a run together in six games while uh, while Montreal's got uh, ten left. Okay, I'm just not. Yeah. Okay. L.A. Galaxy at the StubHub Center next for for Montreal. Then San Jose on Wednesday following that match at San mm-hmm. Jose. So I imagine they're going to stay on the West Coast. Then they go back home and they face New England. Then Chicago. That's a Saturday, Wednesday. Till They've got a bunch of games kind of packed together because of their schedule that make up that ground. So they go, they go Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. I mean, th- through the end of the season, almost. Yeah, it's gonna be, that's going to be tough. It's going to be a lot of strain on those players. When, luckily, Justin Mapp's fresh. Didier Drogba's fairly fresh. They can also save, you can also make the point that they're, they're out of shape, you know, mm-hmm. but um, at least they don't have a lot of miles on their legs in the last few months. I'll also say this. How dirty is it that Chicago Fire had to have that happen to them this weekend? Mm. That that player, Didier Drogba, that's like when you break up with your girl and your boy gets with her and then he brings over your house to your party and makes out with her right in front of you. <laughs> that's like, I don't know. I mean, that one might be a little bit of a, that might be a little bit of a stretch, but... Nah, dude, they're they're getting to first base right in front of them. Yeah, you know, look, I think there's a lot of things wrong in Chicago, a lot of things that need to be changed. But, uh, you know, if you look at you look at what they've had to deal with over the last couple of years, uh, this one, this situation with Drogba, uh, obviously last year missing out on Jermaine Jones and then, uh, you know, and then missing the I mean, they missed the playoffs by a significant margin last year. But, you you know, they so so is it Chicago Fire legitimate? excuse for why they can't contend no. or is it for Chicago fire full of excuses. It's a little bit of both, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. They don't have, they have excuses that they missed out on Drogba when they chased him, but they should have known they were going to lose out to Montreal. So go find some, they went and got Gilberto. 
Okay, we'll see how that works out. Well done. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. You got to have a second. It's the third biggest market in the U.S. Yeah, how is it this hard to get talent there? I don't know. By the way, let's uh, let's move on. Some talk about some of these other other games because it wasn't just about Drogba uh, as much as it might seem. The New England Revolution, Jared. Now I know everybody's dumping a bunch of goals on Orlando right now. Everybody is. They are a sieve. They are letting them through like it's nobody's business. But when you see the New England Revolution put together team goals. Like they scored this weekend, don't you get that? Uh, don't you feel that little tickle? That's going to be, you know, it's like, uh oh, here they, uh oh. Once again, I'm going to go back for this kind of same analogy. You know, when you see your ex again, <laughs> and just like, you know, there were so many good times we had together. You know, you start to forget all the stuff in between. You just remember all the good stuff that happened. It's like, oh man, we were good together in like ten minute increments. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and it, that's how I feel about watching New England right now. It's just like, yep. That's the that's that's the girl I remember. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like, mm-hmm. I remember all the good stuff in my mind. She's still she's still the number one girl I ever was with, and I forget about all the stuff in between. But Lee Win, Lee Win is playing like Lee Win again. Lee Win, yeah. Diego Fagundes is playing like Diego Fagundes from two years ago, and you have Jermaine Jones is only going to help that team even more when he comes back from national team duty. And once again, we said it before, we'll say it again. He's one of the reasons that team's turning around. His presence back there. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about this game. Now, again, I know Orlando is defensively dis- disastrous right now, but they won this game and went run it, won it going away and scored those three team goals without Jermaine Jones. I think that's a big confidence boost. They may not be able to do it throughout the playoffs without him, and they shouldn't have to. I mean, hopefully he's yeah. there. But when he's gone, they can know, hey, you know, Kobayashi, Kobayashi had, a, had a very nice game as well. He did a couple of nice things. Is he on the field if Bedrain Jones is back? No, no. Probably not. No, he's so, not. I mean, that's a great guy to be able to bring off your bench Absolutely. if you're plus one if yeah. he can't play. Absolutely. And you have, uh, you have that incredible left foot on Chris Tierney who can do a lot of things for you. Probably. And let me just do this one thing real quick for, with you, Jason. These are the players on New England's bench. I know, Brad Knighton, Kevin Alston, Andy Dorman, Teal Bunbury, yeah. Juan Agudelo. Yeah. On their bench. On their bench. On their bench. I know. Do, you, do you want to run down some of the benches of some of the other teams in this league? I no, don't think you I, do. I would, well, they just look. I mean, I know Orlando's had a lot of things go there, go badly, and they had some absences, but uh, Tommy Redding, Danny Mwanga, Tony Cassio, who disappeared after his injury and still hasn't come all the way back. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know a damn thing about Estrella. Brian Roche hasn't played at all this year, as far as I can he tell. He got a lot of minutes early in the season and, and didn't really produce. Didn't do, didn't do anything. So they've turned to, uh, you know, they've obviously turned to a couple other guys. Pe- Pedro Ribeiro was on the field for Orlando. That tells you where they're at right now because they had Kyle Laird away on international duties. All. So Orlando has a beef about international call-ups, by the way. Kaka, Kyle Laird, they got slammed. Uh, Darwin Sarin. The difference between the two is New England's missing national team players as well, but they have the depth to deal with it. Orlando's still figuring it out. Yeah, I guess that's, tr- I, I guess that's true. But I, 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 part of my problem with this is that it forces MLS teams to make a decision about who they sign. Because if you sign a guy who's got international prospects, you're, you know you're missing him. You're going you're gonna to miss him. And that, that's just a bad decision to have to make as a team, don't you think? Like, oh, yeah, every we can't, team in the world has to deal we, with it, though. No, but they, those leagues break. They're not missing games. Those players okay. aren't missing games. When Wayne Rooney goes away, he's not missing a Manchester United game when he goes away. He's only missing training with Manchester United. That's it. Okay, that's All right. fair. All that's right. fair. All right, so we've got the New England Revolution looking dominant again. They're the hottest team in the league now. So, again, get ready because they, they're going to make a run. I have, no, I have no doubt about that. It's Red Bull, Red Bull uh, Revolution again in the Eastern Conference, sounds like to me. 
Yeah. Then you have, and we talked about uh, Montreal, hey, Seattle. Go ahead. Just real quick. Did we talk about the fact that Johnson Spector got called into the national team? No, I don't. Well, he didn't play. That did he? totally flew under the radar, I think. I don't remember hearing anybody oh, say anything I'm, about the fact yeah. Jonathan Spector was on the national team. I, think anybody, I don't think a lot of people expect much out of Jonathan Spector. But he's I another, don't know why he came into my brain just now, but that's a, just like, oh, that he, happened. He's another utility knife player, and that's, I guess that's good. Uh, Seattle, 2-1 over Toronto. No Javinko for Toronto. That, that was He would have been gone for international duty. He was actually missing because of injury, or both, yeah. whatever you want to say. But Seattle's got... Martins and Dempsey back together and you know this is the reason we created MLS Jam that's the reason because of what yeah, they the, the, did because that twosome might be the best twosome to just ball on fools ball they's ball and, and Dempsey's flick to Martins I mean I, I watched the replay seven times there's no hint of offsides it is so perfectly timed this is the this is the and one mixtape duo this is the professor and like and yeah. and, and uh Half man, half amazing, right here. Yeah, there it is, right there. They are they when they are together. Seattle looks different, acts different, plays different, is different. They are a good team with Martins and Dempsey. They're like the Wu Tang Clan, man. They're good on their own, but when they're together, yeah, yeah. When they they are, they they go, they work together so well. It's it's not just. I think it's confidence having those two guys in the lineup, but it's also about posture and also about. If you are on the other side and you see Clint Dempsey and Obafemi Martins lined up across from you, you can't go at them. You can't go I'm, at Seattle. I'm, I, I, I'm like RIP for my ankles. Yeah, you know that you're going to have to sit back. I mean, you know, you you, you start to get, <clears throat> you just start to get that a little bit of flop sweat. Like, uh, I got, uh, uh, I can't. Which way do I go? Do I? Uh, I can't go forward. I can't. And, pl- and let's not underplay the fact that. Ozzy Alonso back in this game. Oh, as well. I, I, absolutely, and uh, that's a huge thing for them is to have. Ozzie and let's Alonso. remember the way MLS works. And now, as long as they can get in the playoffs, yep. Seattle. Yeah. As long as they get in the playoffs, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And we've seen teams win from the eighth seed, and that win jumped them up to fourth. Now, there's a lot of games to play. Uh, the teams behind them have games in hand: Portland and Sporting Kansas City. Uh, and it remains to be seen where they end up seed wise. I don't think they're catching L.A. or Vancouver. Or FC Dallas. I think eventually those two, those three teams will separate themselves a little bit, or at least have yeah, enough. Like I don't a gap. see it on same games played with LA and LA's five points in front. Um, I, yeah, I don't see that happening. Yeah. So you know, again, seeding matters because the first two teams get a buy into that second round where the two-legged series kicks in. The first round is a one-game playoff at the higher seed, right? So you'll have two, or you have three versus six and four versus five. Uh, Seattle's going to want to be in three or four because then they get that home match at CenturyLink, where they yeah. get that big crowd out there, and they'll have an advantage. So Seattle back on the winning side of things. The last game... I'll tell you right now, though, I'll tell you what LA doesn't want to happen is San Jose to sneak into that sixth spot. Yeah, LA cannot yeah. win in San Jose. Well, I mean, have no. to, it, it's L- very similar to Seattle. Was that? LA wouldn't have to play San Jose unless San Jose won a playing game against FC Dallas. Game. Yes. yes. So yeah. LA is going to get the lowest seed remaining but we don't know who that's going to be yet. If LA finishes first, they got Look some work to do. Look at the West, though. I know. I'm I'm scared about if I'm LA or Vancouver, whoever ends up ends up in first. There's yeah. not a team that I no. feel comfortable about as no. being the true bottom seed. You no, know, and I versus will say, in the East. Yeah. Are you scared to play Montreal Impact? You, if you're no. the number one seed, you're happy about not that a, not away from Montreal. I'm not not away from Montreal at all. Now, and, and LA a little bit still with the road woes. So maybe yeah. you know they they need to lock down that top seed or at least a home field advantage. 
the, I said that I think the East is done, even though it's only one point between Montreal and Philadelphia right now and two points with Orlando, who can't play defense. Out West, I think that the only team with a shot here is San Jose. I don't think I don't think Houston can is going to put something together. Yeah, I don't think the so Rapids, either. The Rapids aren't good enough, and RSL is not good enough. I Especially, I'm not sure off the top of my head, but I'm not sure of these teams, four, five, six, seven. I'm wondering how many of them play Eastern Conference teams down the stretch right now, too. That's yeah. going to make a big difference in this if they have more Eastern Conference games uh, in the backside. So I would like L.A. They got Montreal coming in this weekend. You got to like L.A.'s uh, chances of getting three points there. D.D.D. draw, but notwithstanding, and definitely he could take a game over, but this isn't the Chicago Fire they're going to be playing this yeah, weekend. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think that's probably uh something to watch all right so we we've talked oh i'm sorry one last game not gonna leave it out i i mentioned the kids playing for dallas jared we should just briefly address oscar breha willing to go with five homegrown players again lots of international absences for him as well that he had to deal with fabian castillo's away he didn't have moro diaz i don't know what the situation is with moro diaz um but you know what la and seattle get a lot of the the academy love in this league Dallas is probably the number one oh, yeah. academy. I mean, in terms yeah. of just t- useful talent that comes straight out and gets minutes. L.A. is kind of hard to judge because they're bringing in so much talent that takes spots away from some of these younger players. Seattle, the same thing. Dallas builds. They're, they're like they're, 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 a, they're a, a kitchen that, that makes everything from scratch. Yes, right. And, and, and you know what? That, on one hand, it means they're cheap. But on the other hand, good for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, that's why it seems all the more odd that they don't spend money on the one or two pieces that could really put them over the top. Why don't they chase one or two big pieces well, as they can build the rest? Ask the Columbus, I mean, ask FC Dallas fans, but also ask crew fans about Hunt Sports Group and their leadership and how much money they're willing to spend. And they, yeah. you know, you remember their, their keeper. Uh, my, he's a, his name is escaping me. Um, Peruvian, Peruvian keeper that, that they have for a part, couple years. Um, uh, Fagundes. No, his name, it wasn't Fagundes. Rafael yeah, Fer- Raul Fernandez. Raul Fernandez. Oh, Fernandez. Okay. I apologize. He left. You know, he he left scorching FC Dallas for their inability or unwillingness. Sorry to spend money to put them over the top. He flat out said it. They're cheap. Now, again, that's probably true. But they're also a team that is driving all of this young talent into the league, and I can't hate on that. I can't hate Kellen Acosta getting to play. I can't hate. But if you're a Dallas fan, you could hate it on the fact they don't have silverware. Oh, sure, sure. And you want to see them commit to, as you said, you want to see them go out and get one of those one or two extra pieces. Blas Perez isn't that guy. But Moro Diaz could be, and he's not playing. Yeah. And, and Fabian Castillo definitely is. And, and you found him. You know, you went down to Columbia, you found him, you signed him. But that him. wasn't like a known quantity. No, like, sure. They could go out. And, they're not going out and grabbing a a a, a, a Didier Drogba, a, um, a Robbie Keane, Gerard. These guys. And Dallas is a good enough town. They could yeah. probably get somebody. They could definitely get a sir. They could get a Giovanni Dos Santos. Uh, the Texas atmosphere, the, the close to the, the 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 close to Mexico vibe, the Hispanic vibe in Mexico. They could go after maybe a Guardado if he's getting close to being done in, in Europe. They should try to go after that type of player. Maybe they yeah, maybe they are. I don't know, but it doesn't yeah, feel know. like they're making those moves. Yeah. Uh, by the way, they started. No, I think they both came off, or at least one of them. I think Kraft came off. I have to look. Um, they started. A 17-year-old and an 18-year-old on the wings in that game. Just trolling Columbus. Yeah, uh, Alejandro Zendejas and Coycraft started in that All game. their midfielders were homegrown pal- oh, yeah. uh, talent. Zendejas, Ulloa, 
Acosta and Kraft all the way across, and then they come. Uh, by the way, I like watching Michael Barrios. Oh no, he's fun, isn't he? He's fast, he's man. Fun. He's a fast little player. That, I mean, I think his decision making still leaves a lot to be desired, but I think that's something you get in time. But I mean, he is a fun little Colombian. Yeah. I mean, was he twenty four right now? Yeah. This is the type of talent that. Dallas is pretty good at finding. Yeah, average, you know, this is the type of talent that MLS needs to keep trying to unearth. The Castillos, the Barrios, these type of guys. This is where MLS's true yeah. opportunity to be relevant is lies in these type of players. Uh, they, uh, the average age of that team, I think, when they when they stepped on the field was twenty three years old. Uh, mm, they start sexy. They, now they started Atiba Harris, who's thirty. They started Zach Lloyd, who's twenty eight. Hedges is in the game. He's twenty five. I mean, that's one of the elder statesmen, and then. Everybody else under the age of 25, including the goalkeeper, Jesse Gonzalez, who I, I had on my team of the week. I thought he was pretty good. I mean, it, it, there were only five games to pick from. Nobody else really stood out, and Jesse Gonzalez made some big saves at the age of 20 back there for FC Dallas. Now, he's playing for Mexico rather than the USA, so, yeah, there's that. But <laughs> on that note, I think we wrap this one up. We're going to go and record the best bonus show. Jared, you want to leave off with anything here soccer-wise? Do we mi- I'm looking at the notes. Uh, do we miss anything? I'd rather it. I'd rather tease the fact that we you have found a soundboard that we'll be using in the bonus show to test my pop culture knowledge. Yeah, there you go. Let's do that. And we may talk a little Mr. Extra Mr. Robot as well. Maybe we'll do that. Um, Brooks, uh, just last thing here. John Brooks, DeAndre Yedlin, per Jurgen Klinsmann, will be in the senior team for the Mexico game, not the U23 team for the Olympic qualifying. Jordan Morris, undecided on him, which blows my mind. Why isn't he in the U23 team? One thing we didn't cover. Connor Casey gets a brace. I did mention that. I you did. did? Yeah, I said Connor See, Casey. I, he's so I don't even think I don't even remember him when you talk about him. <laughs> Just not paying attention. All right, guys, we'll catch you next week. Later. Or hello. Oh, incredible. I don't like this game. Your men are brutish and their players are deep. I am Mikkel Morrison and Paulson Diskira. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. Zane big win. J Rodeo.